Hello and welcome back to Moment of Truth. My name is Sarah Aryi and I will be your host. We are Bethel Campus Fellowship and our vision is to lead students to Christ and prepare them to become reliable men and women that God can entrust with this word for the next generation. So we're going to go ahead and introduce our guests for this episode. I already said, my name is Sarah Aryi and I am an alumni of the University of Maryland College Park. We also have Daniel. My name is Daniel Akinrobade, an alumni from BSU, Bowie State University. Ooh. And we also have Uncle George. Yes, I'm Uncle George, um, the National Director of Beto Campus Fellowship. Welcome, welcome. Glad to have you all back. So I know when you all saw this title, you're probably like, what is dimorphic? Don't worry. Just listen in. We're going to define it, break it down and explain what we're talking about here today. Um, But as you see, the title of this podcast episode is Dimorphic Christians on Social Media. We're here to dive in and just talk about the culture that we see today on social media, the good, the bad, the crazy, and also just see how can we as Christians really use social media to advance God's kingdom. So on that note, I'm going to go ahead and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, God, for another time to just share your word and your truth. I pray for every person who is hearing God. Lord, I pray for this word to fall upon good ground. I pray, God, that we would have ears to hear and that you would give us grace to go forth and begin to think on these things and apply your truth in our everyday lives, Lord. We thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So, yeah, today's conversation is going to be very real. And our goal and our intention here is to simply share the truth and shed light on what we see as our perspective um, as Christians. So let's start with just this word dimorphic. What does dimorphic mean? I have the definition actually pulled up just so that we can define it and know what we're talking about. So the definition of dimorphic is occurring in or representing two distinct forms, occurring in or representing two distinct forms, essentially something that is one way in one setting or another way in another setting. And so when it comes to Christians on social media, I'm sure there's something that we see a lot of the time. And so our anchor scripture for this podcast is actually going to be 1 Corinthians 6, verse 12. And it says, I have the right to do anything you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. And so we're going to, you know, tie all this in as we discuss, but I want to just step back a little bit and just talk about social media. You know, I know Daniel, you're probably on social media here and there. Uncle George, maybe you have some familiarity with it, you know, to some degree. Um, but what, how would you describe the current climate? So what do you see presently on social media, the good, the bad, have things changed over time? Just describe it a little bit. You can go first, Daniel. Yeah. So pretty much on social media, there's, there's a lot happening. There's a lot of information. Us human beings, we love information. We're always giving information. We're always receiving information. And um, on social media, we see dimorphic Christians, right? We see Christians that's trying to portray light because they're they're truly touched by God, mm. right? They're really transformed by God. But at the same time, they're in darkness, Right. Social media, I can you can liken social media to the world. Right. Because that's a central place where the world connects. Right. So social media can be darkness if Christians aren't there. Right. So it's like Christians are there. They're in darkness. And it's like, you know what? Because this is where I came from. This is this is what I'm comfortable with. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm comfortable with social media. I can literally say what I want in boldness without receiving that harsh judgment that I would receive in person. So we see that people are, you know, saying, okay, I love Jesus, but in this, in this area, you know what? I still have struggles with, I'm putting up a pictures of girls half naked or naked, right? I, I seen that before, like a whole naked woman. I'm like, wait, who's reporting this? Who's spamming this? I'm going to be the one that reported or spam it. You know, then on social media, I also see that people are trying to give the gospel. You know, so it's like the gospel is kind of even getting lost because there's so much heavy sin, unrighteousness. So we see that dichotomy in social media um, that, you know, there is the light also, but there's also the darkness. Hmm. 
That's some things I noticed. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I would, I would say I definitely do see some good things on social media. You know, social media in and of itself is not bad. You know, there are people whose businesses are booming because of social media. There are people who use social media to share testimonies, to share praise reports. Mm. Um, There are people who use it just to connect with family who may be overseas, you know. But then again, like you're saying, I also see things that are quite disturbing um, as someone who will profess to be a Christian or is expecting other people to look at them and be drawn to Christ. There are a lot of things that I would just say are downright, just not of God. You know, like you said, the nakedness, the the darkness, and it almost becomes confusing because we know that light and darkness does not mix. So if I were to describe the climate of social media, I would say that it is a big mixing bowl and it's hard to distinguish what is what. That's how I would describe the climate. What about you, Uncle George? Yeah, um, I, I think we are, I agree with both of you. And I see social media as one of the greatest inventions mm. that man has um, made uh, in the area of community, in the area of interaction, relationships. Um, it's almost like a, a typical of the whole of the world, of a community, of a village yeah. or a country, a nation. It's just that the whole world has melted into one nation mm. in social media. Um, so it's a, it's a great invention. Um, it just depends on how you use it. Mm. Depends on how it serves you. It depends on who is using it. Mm. You know, so when you talk about Christianity, it's a matter of, is uh, have we as Christians actually discovered how to use this great tool yeah. in, in, a, in a building the kingdom of God? Mm. That's where I think... <laughs> We have allowed the world to to define yeah. what happens in social media. We are not mm. leading the way. We are not leading the way. I think we are so behind <laughs> that we the world has swallowed us up. In fact, yeah. now if you try to be a Christian there, you are the Lord. They will fight you. Yeah, from Australia, from <laughs> from Europe, oh, from yeah. China, they will yeah. fight you. The same people, you know. So, um, social media has made great impact, positive. But it has also made a terrible impact. I mean, I'm I, I'm sitting in social media and I'm doing a, a broadcast, a podcast or something. And somebody is sending me. In, I'm preaching the gospel, but somebody from uh, Korea is sending me pornographic yeah. Uh, images. Yeah, right there. He knows I'm preaching, but he wants to disrupt me. So social media is good. It's also bad, and it can be. It has become um, a mountain hmm. uh, for Christians. Oh, yeah. who don't have understanding. Uh, that's why the word dimorphic, you know, dimorphic, you know, in, in, in it's a biology, some biological word also, you know, exists in two forms. Right. You know, dimorphic, you are black, you are white, you are male, you are female, you know. But for us Christians, we try to live a dual, life. double life. In social media, you are comfortable in, you know, being naked in your underwear. But when you're coming to church, you suit up. <laughs> you, know? you come and look like an angel and then sing in the choir. You can wear what you're wearing in social media. And then, so that's the issue. And I yeah. think I'm glad we're having this, ep- this episode to have this, you know, discuss this. Me too. Me too. I think it's very key. And, you know, just honing into this word dimorphic as a Christian, if we just think about biblical truths, the Bible says in first John chapter one, that God is light and in him, there's no darkness at all. Yes. The Bible also says that a good tree bears good fruit and a bad tree bears bad fruit that they cannot mix. So can we agree that when it comes to Christians, the idea of being dimorphic does not make sense. Is either you are in light or you are in darkness. Cause even in John chapter one, the Bible says that, you know, that Christ, who was the light of the world came. And then he said that the light overcame the darkness and the darkness cannot comprehend it. So we can agree, right? That when it comes to being a Christian, dimorphism is not valid. Yeah. We can agree. I agree. Awesome. All right. So that's the angle that we're taking now that we're discussing. So, you know, let's just discuss this at first. When it comes to, you know, the things that Christians are sharing on social media, um, let's just talk about that because I know that it can be a challenge 
when you're on this platform where so many people are watching you who are not watching your everyday life and there is pressure to almost look a certain way or to get a certain response from people that, you know, you're not going to get in church. For example, um, it's not uncommon to, I'm pretty sure now if I open up Instagram, for example, I may see someone who is half naked. Let's say she's wearing a, a bikini, but I know good and well that she wouldn't wear that to church. However, the response that it invokes on social media is praise, is yeah. likes, is hard eyes. But in church, it would probably be met with a what are you wearing or you have to cover up. So let's let's talk about that as Christians. You know, the, the, the dimorphism that we're seeing on social media. And that's just that's just one thing. And there are many other things um, that happen. Yeah, I think what's happening on social media is quite interesting that we see that Christians are kind of battling each other. Like Christians are battling each other. What I mean is this, that someone can post something that's clearly not, that's looked down upon, like in the church setting, right? Like it's really looked down upon, but you see other Christians praising it. Like you said, like, so for example, like say if I went to a gay rally or something, or a homosexual rally, right? And I'm like, okay, these people need to be loved. You see some Christians begin to agree with it. Then you see other Christians begin to disagree, disagree with it. And we ask ourselves, wait, we're all supposed to be the light. So what what is the truth? And unbelievers are seeing these things and we begin to fight each other or battle each other. That's what I said. We begin to battle each other mm. on social media and we're actually causing a greater divide. So when we see each other in person, it's like <laughs> this person's not really my brother. This person's not really my sister because we battle on social media. Like there's been so many like a plethora of times where like we can have this exchange on social media or and it's not really articulated well on social media that when we come in person, we can't even worship together. Mm. You're but, right. Because we are different. Yeah. Because we don't agree. Yeah. We are basically divided and the house that is divided against yeah. itself cannot stand. Yeah. You know, uh, th- I will follow up on that as I read this scripture. It says um, in James chapter three. Verse 9, coincidentally, I was reading this this morning. He said, with a tongue, we praise our Lord and Father. And with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? Mm. My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. So God is very, very clear in us maintaining a, a pattern that is consistent with what we are believing. Yeah. You know, this whole thing is about the image of Christ. It's not even about church. Yeah. But sometimes when we say church, then the, the, the people who are talking that are not in church get angry. <laughs> <laughs> Where is this church you're talking about? <laughs> but then we're talking about you have said, I am born again. Yeah. I am born again. I have the Holy Spirit. And mm. the Holy Spirit, you are talking about, though you are in this world, you're operating the kingdom of God. So yeah. the question is, what is the quality of the kingdom of God? And one thing that is very noticeable and it's clear is that when people have the Holy Spirit, yeah. they know most of the things we are trying to talk about. Yes. Yes. You don't need a teacher. You will know what is, unless you have never been an unbeliever before you got <laughs> born again. Yeah, you know what you are doing as an unbeliever? Now you, the difference is clear because the Holy Spirit teaches you, mentors you, nurtures you in all settings, mm. including social media. Yeah. You know, but we have to allow him. Yeah. You know, but I think that social media, as good as it is, has been the greatest promoter of hypocrisy. Yeah. Mm. You know, and the Bible says to me that the hypocrite, that, that the wrath of God is awaiting a hypocrite. Jesus. So what this has happened, done is where it promotes hypocrisy because you can sit in the corner of your house and pretend to the whole world. world. Yeah. How many times do you hear that somebody just posted something and then carried his gun and went and shot yeah. the whole elementary school? Mm-hmm. Or they were, in, they were just in, in there. How many times do you say that here that somebody just posted something before he killed himself? Yeah. 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 He yeah. just recently happened. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. You know, so that's what is happening. The reality of individuals is not what you see on social, it's on social media because 
social media, nobody's there to know exactly yeah. what's going on. Right. So that's the place for dimorphism or dimorphic or diabolical, whatever you call it. Die is two. Yep. We can't live two lives. We have to, the, phys- the life we live here physically should be what we see in social media. Yeah. And just a scripture concerning what Uncle George was saying in 1 John 2, 27, it says, as for you, the anointing you received from him remains in you and you do not need anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just that it has taught you remain in him. And so the reality is that, you know, when someone has the anointing that comes from the Holy Spirit, because you can see that. It's actually God that's teaching this person. And at that point, all the disagreements just fade away. But on this topic of dimorphism, I want to take it a step further because I don't think it's only dangerous when we are sharing things that are clearly not of God. But even when we endorse things, when we're liking and praising things that are not of God in the name of it's my sister, Mm. it's my brother, it's my cousin. Support. Yeah. In the name of support. But there's a scripture in Ephesians chapter five, verse 11 to 12. It says, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. So the scripture is saying, you think that your support is what's going to make this person turn to Christ because you're showing them love. But the scripture is actually saying that what will actually turn them to Christ is if you expose them to the light, because everything exposed to the light is illuminated and then becomes light. Yes. And again, this only comes through the revelation of the word of God, but God, God makes it so plain and clear because sometimes we're very disillusioned thinking that if I show support, even though my friend is doing something that I personally wouldn't do, but if I show support, they're going to see my love for them and be turned to Christ, yeah. but it's actually very ineffective. And that's not how th- things work in the kingdom. Mm. The Bible says the light has to shine. Yes. It has to shine. Yes. In 2 Corinthians 4 verse 4, it says that the devil has blinded the eyes of unbeliever yes. and unless light shines, they cannot see. So the reality is that when we see fruitless deeds of darkness, we must expose them and shine light so that they can also be illuminated. And of course, we do that in love and the leading of the Holy Spirit, but we must shed light. But you know, people are loving people to hell. <laughs> you know, the so-called love. It's I don't just, think it's real love. It's not love. It's I mean, if you're loving somebody to hell, how are you loving the person? And you're a Christian, you know what, you know, things look like. You're not even preaching the gospel to this individual and you see this lifestyle. But you think, I think that love, the Bible said that God, because he loves us, disciplines us. Yeah. Yeah. So love is not just about ignoring people's uh, lifestyle and mistake and not talking to them. Yeah, no. God disciplines us because he loves us. And that's the same reason parents discipline their Children. Children, because they want them to turn out good, mm-hmm. not to die. Unfortunately, some parents kill their own children. But the real uh, deal is you love this child because you want to prune this child to mature into a glorious uh, woman or a, a man. Right. You know, so I have no problem. And the Bible makes it clear. There's a place for correction. There's a place for encouragement. There's a place for rebuke. Yes. So anybody who thinks that the, the, the message of encouragement alone can produce the out, the, the, the required outcome, just encouragement. I'm going to encourage you all the time. Yeah. When, when you are lying, I am encouraging you. When you are, Fornicating, I'm also still encouraging you. No place to say, hey, this is what the Bible says. Straighten up your conduct. Right. Uh, that's not love. It's not. Mm-hmm. One thing I noticed, though, one thing I, I'm reminded in this topic is Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. And Jesus is, uh, this is obviously the Sermon on the Mount, right? Jesus is kind of making his introduction. And one thing he says is, you are the light of the world, right? If I was to replace this, right, and say you are the light of the social media, right? Like, ultimately, I believe that Jesus actually was using this moment to actually guide believers in a way that we should go for the rest of our life, not just for that dispensation, but for even for this dispensation now. And he goes on, he says, a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. 
nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket. I believe um, when we're being dimorphic Christians, we're actually being basket headed Christian, meaning that we're covering that light, mm-hmm. that very work of the Holy Spirit that has been been in us, right? The very work of the Holy Spirit or the finished work of Christ that we're representing, we begin to actually cover it by uh, liking these posts or um, or condoling these posts. You yeah. know what I mean? Or um, what we do, we kind of post also, we post things that we think is biblical, but it's not because <laughs> we don't really know the scriptures. Like because we lack knowledge of the scripture, we begin to actually, you know, yield to these things. Mm. And, and it's kind of crazy that Jesus kind of goes on verse 16 and says, let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your father who is in heaven. But what we kind of did is we're going to post good works so people can see and begin to say, you know what? Dang, this person is Christian. Yeah. Oh, this person is a, deep. A, yeah, this person is deep. deep. That's yeah. what happens. I go on Facebook. <laughs> everybody has a word and it's all different words. I'm like, yo, like, uh, if we're serving the same God and we all have the same Holy Spirit, why is the word different? What's going on? Like, yeah, what's going on? Who's Christian? Like, like it kind of becomes like really baffling yeah. when we're using different shades of light. I think the reality is that too many people spend too much time trying to find something deep to share on Facebook yeah, I know. than actually reading their Bible and studying the word for of themselves. God. Yeah. yeah. For themselves. Yeah. It's actually, I feel like, <laughs> I mean, you know, something's coming from the Holy Spirit. I yeah. Like the Bible says, our spirit bears witness, witness. right? Yeah. And I think you just know when something is being shared for the sake of being shared sure. or when someone actually had a revelation. Yeah. But the thing is, though, you even see it in the Bible. People of God don't share their deepest revelation just yeah. openly like that. Yeah. Paul it, couldn't it even talk about what he yeah. saw mm-hmm. in his vision. He said, whether I was in the spirit or not, I don't know. I can't even share everything that I saw. But this I know. Jesus Christ is Lord, right? Yeah. Like for someone who's actually, you know, like in the Lord and having spiritual experiences, you can't just openly share those things because it's intimate with the Lord. So sometimes when I see a lot of those things, I question, are you studying the Bible to see more of Christ or to have the next quote of the day to share? Yeah. So we can get that more following. So let I'm me tell you what, what, let me tell you guys something. I found, <laughs> I found that he said, do you laugh about that? You know, I didn't know that, you know, you, your version with this you oh, oh yeah. you version yes yeah. i didn't know that when you read <laughs> someone can people see. can see when you save something that everybody sees <laughs> uncle george has just saved read his bible today yo they have roots too oh, they have roots so, yes because i i accepted yeah. a lot of friends right <laughs> So now when everybody's reading, I'm seeing people pressing this. I say, oh my God, maybe if they, if they know the scriptures, these people are transformed. Uh, <laughs> and sometimes me too, I go and save something so that people will see I, that. I highlight on purpose. I did that. I did that. I, you highlight people can see so that you're highlighting yeah, scriptures. So they won't think I'm not reading my Bible. <laughs> Social media is a deceit to Christians. We are not using it well. We actually just... It's it's just I mean somebody will say because I did it that they're not doing it but mm-hmm. you are not human we are humans right yeah. you know we we have we think the same way sometimes oh if you are not careful the social media will just ruin your Christian walk mm-hmm. if you are not careful people begin to read the Bible to show that they are reading the Bible yeah people begin to say things in in in, in social media that they're not saying to themselves. They mm-hmm. say it to others that they're not believing. Mm-hmm. You say, but well, that's also true in real life. But social media can just, that's why I said it's the greatest promoter of hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. Because you can demo, you can live another life in social media oh, yeah. that is not your real life. life. Yes. Mm-hmm. And even, not even just what we're sharing or what we're liking and endorsing, but the amount of time that is being invested and and wasted. I mean, you know, the Bible says a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of hands Mm -hmm. and the enemy comes right and right Mm -hmm. to bring poverty. Mm -hmm. And if you just think, I mean, nowadays iPhones will tell you how much time you spent. I mean, I've heard people tell me that one time they just sat there and they, five hours went by. 12 hours. I've canceled somebody that all day. When you're in line, when you're about to, oh, when you're waiting yeah. for your order, when you're walking to class, when class is boring, when you're waiting, when you're bored at work, it's just, it's like an automatic thing. Open my phone, open an app, start scrolling. Sometimes I, when I'm like in public, I just sit and I just observe Yeah. and you see the same thing 
everyone is just scrolling, 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 scrolling. And it's not like it's anything meaningful happening. You're just tapping and keep going, tapping, keep going. And I think it's crazy because a lot of people in our time complain that we don't have time. We're all so busy. Yeah. And I think what replaced long phone calls is really the time we spend on social media. Because think about it. One to two hours a day becomes months. When you add it up for the whole year, it becomes months. And we're really wasting time. Can and we do that math a little bit? I know oh, it's just, I know we, are, we don't let's have a lot do of it. time. Let's do that math. Let's say you spend five hours, okay? Well, that's, the average person's probably like three hours a day. Okay, let's, so let's say, say three, three hours. hours. Mm-hmm. Times seven days a week. That's 21 Times hours. 30 days times in a 30. month. Who times 12 right here. That's 7,560 hours. Jesus Christ. That in a, equates... In a, in a, is it in a month? In a month. Seven what? 700... Hold on, I lost it. 7,560 hours. 7,560 hours. Okay. Is that a month? Okay. This is for the whole year. Oh, for the whole year. 7,560 okay. hours. And there are, we have um, 24 hours no, divided by 24 to get how many days? 315. 315. 315. In a, in, in a year. Is that right? Three hours a day times seven days a week times four weeks. Wow. Times 12 months. Sorry, 1,000 hours. Okay. 1,000 hours divided by 24. That's 42 days. 42 so that's like days a month. In a year. Yeah. So don't one whole month, month of your life was given to this social thing. media. So let, you're left with just 11 to do other things. And, and that's if you only spend three hours. Yes. A so day. if you live for 10, 10, 10 years doing that, oh, wow. multiply it by 10. Jesus. 14 months. Yo, that's 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 just 14 flipping, months. flipping stuff, right? Yeah. Flipping Bro. social media. Now, the reason I did that is many people want to do great things with their lives. Mm. But the things that you are you you glory in and accomplish is the thing that you spend most of your time, time yeah. your thinking hardest, about your treasure where your treasure also. is. So many people are lying to themselves. They want to be great, but mm. they are doing not great things with their lives. Yeah. You know, so we need to look at it. Christians want to be Christians and be amazing, fully spiritual, full of the Holy Ghost and faith. <laughs> but we are not doing we things that, do that lead us that in that direction. We are just in social media, mm. having fun. It's almost like we're content. Just having the appearance of success Godliness. and the appearance of accomplishing something, but behind closed doors, it's not actually happening. And another destructive thing is that I feel like social media almost creates a false sense of intimacy and fellowship. Yes. I see that a lot where it's because we're engaging on social media. I like your post. You like my post. You comment here. You comment there. But we've never been in the same Bible study, the same fellowship. I've never seen you in person. Mm-hmm. And I see you in person one time and it's awkward because I don't actually know you. I just know about you. It's a lie. It's a, <laughs> it's living a lie because you see what goes on. Young people, some people are trapped in social media with conversation oh, yeah. with people they don't know. Private messages. And they end up going to the hotel. Somebody travels from California. Do you think you know him? He comes to the hotel, uh, to, to your area, invites you to a hotel. You think you know him because you're talking to him and then he kills you in the hotel. Mm. Then he's, he rapes you in the hotel, Can't and push. then you find out that you really didn't know this guy. Yeah, you know. Um, we are talking about other things before we started about people who just misuse Christians and misuse social media. I've, mm. I've given an example of people who are cutting, who just entered into a relationship. They don't even know that they're going to marry, and they just take pictures, you know, mm-hmm. you know, joyful, and then they post these things all over the social media. Yeah, you know, getting married, getting married. Come. When those things don't work out, I have seen people cry. <laughs> Say, uncle, how do I withdraw my pictures that I released into the, you know, and it's too late. Yeah. Cause you can go and delete it, but it's no, it's not, it's not deleted. Yeah. Cause somebody has it. Somebody has copied it. Somebody has saved it. Somebody has shared it. So what we do with social media, I think we need to have rethink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As Christians, we need to really rethink what we do because we don't mm-hmm. understand social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And that's really the goal of this of this podcast to as we are discussing these different things for those who are listening to really contemplate and think is what I'm doing tearing up or building up? Is it edifying or is it not at all? Is it mastering me or am I able to advance the kingdom of God? I think it's very important to consider these things as we discuss. Um, I wanted to share a scripture and it is Judges 2 verse 10. But before I read it, um, I know there may be some listening who may think these people are just too serious. It's just <laughs> social media. I'm just posting about my life. I'm having fun. I'm going to brunch, take a picture of my food, take a picture of my friends. We're having a birthday celebration. Like, what's the big deal? So um, this scripture, Judges 2.10, it says, after that, whole generation had been gathered together to their ancestors. Another generation grew up who neither knew the Lord. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Judges 2.10, it says, after that, whole generation had been gathered to their ancestors. Another generation grew up. <laughs> Excuse me. Is that new? That's Mickey used to laugh. <laughs> It'll be yeah. edited out. <laughs> Your expressions. <laughs> it's okay. I'm gonna avoid doing that. I keep going. It's okay, gonna cut it out. All right. It says, after that whole generation had been gathered to their ancestors, another generation grew up who knew neither the Lord nor what he had done for Israel. And so Think about this. You know, there was a generation of Israelites who were there when they were passing through the wilderness with Moses for 40 years. They saw God split the Red Sea. I mean, they saw him do bring manna down from heaven. You know, they saw these things happen with their own two eyes. But then afterwards, a generation arose up that did not see it, nor did they know it. They did not know God won, nor did they see what God has done. Now, I mean, for Christians, you know, we can say that we know God, okay, that's cool. But for a lot of us, we haven't seen the days of just rugged Christianity where people actually met up and had real fellowship and the power of God came down. We haven't seen those things where you say in the name of Jesus and things happen. We have no point of reference. And so when someone begins to say things like, you know, what we're doing on social media is not actually advancing in the kingdom of God and there's so much more potential sometimes our hearts become so hardened because we have not seen and so why I'm sharing the scripture is because you know for us who may hear this and think that it's just too serious or you know why are they you know going so on about this we're not trying to belabor a point but what the message here is that if all those who say that they're Christians begin to live as those who are in the light things will begin to happen because the reality is that Unbelievers are very bold, are very flamboyant and do not hide how they feel, what they believe, and they will quickly gather to attack you if you offend them. But when it comes to Christians who say that we carry the spirit of God, there is this platform that has the potential to reach everyone who has access to it, whether you're in a different continent, in a different state, in a different city. We don't see it as an opportunity to advance the kingdom of God, but we only see it as an opportunity to advance ourselves and to display ourselves. And so this is just a, 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 a I guess, a food for thought. Think of what could happen if Christians were actually representing Christ on social media. But you know, uh, it's, I don't think Christians, I don't think we can actually help ourselves. I really think that social media is bringing out the quality of our Christian work. Yeah, It's not that people choose to live like that. I think people masquerade a lot. We masquerade in the physical. Mm. And then social media is just an outlet that enables us to actually become whom we are. Wow, yeah. You know, um, they, they, and they, they, you said something about people thinking we're very serious, we're very serious. I have figured out long time ago <laughs> that if you want anybody to come to your side, you have to be serious. Yeah. Mm. The reason evangelism is no longer happening is because of this amphibious life. <laughs> yeah. You know, an amphibian, an amphibian in biology, animals that live both in water and on land. Mm. You understand? They can live, do a life. Not, you and I cannot live inside water. Yeah. We have chosen land, right? But there are these organisms that in the morning they crawl into water. In the afternoon they crawl onto land. They can breed both ways. Mm. Fish cannot do that. Some fish are only water, you know. But Christians have become amphibious. We have used the word dimorphic. I like those words. <laughs> so uh, we, we, social media just enables us to actually become who we are. Mm. Wow. And that's why we can no longer win converts. 
You see so many people who have been Christians for 10 years, they can't show you a single convert yeah. because their lifestyle does not enable people to identify, to discover their identity. Hmm. We don't know the identity because what you see here is not what you see there. So hmm. why would you follow somebody yeah. Yeah. that is dancing that uh, music right. in the real world and the social media? So Christians, therefore, have to ask ourselves, have we really repented? If you read the book of Acts chapter 4 and chapter 5, yes. you will see where Christians made decision to be Christians. Yeah. The chapter three, chapter four, chapter five, they made the six, they distinguished themselves. They spoke with one voice. Yeah. They prayed together until the foundations were shaken. Unbelievers were afraid of joining them because they knew their God. After Ananias and Sapphira died for their sin, people like they say, come to church, they say no. So the only people that went to church were people who actually repented mm. because they knew what could happen if you were hypocritical. Like Ananias and Sapphira. So Christians have to come to a point. The day BCF stops having an identity, that's the day we stop having any impact on anybody. Hmm. And that's why we must fight for our identity. Whether it's in social media or in the world. Because nobody's going to join you unless they see a remarkable, a remarkable, a demarcating difference. Mm. Something that sets you apart. Yeah. Yeah. I think one thing that you said, Uncle, that Christians are kind of doing. What I notice is that Christians are actually avoiding this personal in-person thing. They're, they're avoiding this in-person conversation. They're using social media as a defense me- mechanism to avoid this conversation because it's awkward for them. So it's like social media is like, I can put out anything and receive something, but I can choose what I receive. You know, I can put out information. I can say I love Sprite. Then if someone comes to me and say, hey, Sprite has 144 calories, I can easily block them, spam them. I can filter it. I can filter it. So it protects my ego. Hmm. And, and, And now it becomes a problem of our priorities. You know, I believe the enemy begins to use our priorities against us because we begin to prioritize social media or that in-person thing people i begin to hear people say if the disciples were living in our times they would use social media i beg to differ <laughs> i beg to differ i believe that are, are you seriously sure don't you think they will use it no i don't believe they <laughs> will use, use it in a different way i i think this though if they encountered christ personally and being able to touch him being able to stick their finger inside christ's hand or feet why would they go and do it in another way? Like we see that we see that in Acts and Acts. I see what you mean. You know, in Acts, we see that they they just keep kept doing what Jesus was doing. The disciples they gathered together because Jesus what gathered them together. Mm. They prayed. They prayed the only way. I honestly believe that in the upper room when they were praying, they prayed the way Jesus said pray. You know, it's because they were following a, a certain structure that that they knew best. Because Jesus intensely discipled them that way. What you're saying is that Christians actually drop what is best well, yes. for alternatives. They remove the ancient landmarks. That's the, what Solomon the, says. The yeah. ancient landmarks. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. I agree. Because Christians are the only ones that don't have a pattern. Yeah, no pattern. You know, in real estate, you yeah. have a pattern to make money. In business, you have a pattern to make money. Christians yeah. depart, they know what works, yeah. but they don't want to do it. Hmm. Because and we're under a, a dispensation of freedom. Freedom, yes. Yeah. Because I know that if we all gather together and worship, as many times as we have stayed together and worship, what happens? Mm. The power of God, God, God comes, comes down. Yeah. 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 When we're together. How can oh the, my goodness. It, it don't yeah. make sense. Just for three yeah. days that we're all rejuvenated. Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> but then call Christians to come frequently to do the same thing. What oh, happens? No. 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 We would rather stay yeah. in social Let media. me periscope it. Yes. Yeah, let me yes. encounter from my home. Yes. That's why you have Christians staying home that don't want to encounter. Church, church church church. Yes. Yeah. But even the Bible says in Hebrews 10, 24, 25, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, yeah. not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near, talking about the day of judgment, the day of Christ's return. And I think the scripture is very clear saying that, look, there are some people who are neglecting meeting together, but for you all, look at how you can stir up one another into love and good works. Do not neglect meeting together. It's necessary. Cause think about like, the Bible says that thousands are being added to the church 
daily, daily. every single day. Yeah. Wouldn't it be easier to just have a mass ministry, like to just periscope and everybody calls in that and way? All saved. the thousands can watch at the exact same time, right? Yeah. Four thousand people. Because how can you? How can you? First of all, address four thousand people. No microphone. There's no audio, video. We don't have the technology back in the day. Right. So how are they discipling? How are they teaching? How are they laying hands? How are they doing it without? Technology and social media. And the, the I think Holy the Ghost. answer, I was just the about to Holy say that, Spirit. is the Holy Spirit. We have lost the we, Holy Spirit. We are able to do a lot without the Holy Spirit. And we're so content. Yeah. We're so content. And it's like, think about it. We want to use Periscope to address 100 people. Mm. But these people were just there and they knew and that. people were coming we out. Have, yeah. Yes. And people were still coming. 1,000? Yeah. What? Because they were actually seeing, seeing it. Like, Uncle, earlier you mentioned Acts chapter 4. The people seen it, you know, like when you when you put it on social media, you have you have the premise to say "Mm, skeptics. Is is this is this real? (laughs) Is this edited in a certain Mm -hmm. way? Edit, you know. We begin to say, oh, this might seem a little fishy, but if you can't neglect the fact that you witness someone's arm being healed, you Mm -hmm. can't neglect the fact that you see the dead raised. You know, like these variables, I believe it mattered in the scripture. In the yeah. scripture, it matter. Why now have we ran away from that? Yeah. It's like that that becomes the ultimate awesome question because it's like we're obviously avoiding something. Mm. We're avoiding fellowship. Fellowship. Yeah. Practical fellowship. Yeah. We we're avoiding intimacy. Into me, you see. Yeah. We're we're avoiding that. So when I go to social media, I can post something that make you say, Don't come to my life. Mm. I can post something that says, Hey, I'm I don't good. want you to see the dirtiness of Daniel. I genuinely don't want to. I don't want Uncle to see that I'm going back and I'm smoking weed. I don't want Uncle to see that I'm 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 doing all these manner of things with different women. And you can be a fake friend of Uncle too. Yeah, Yeah. you can just like everything. (laughs) everything Yeah, Uncle posts, you know, or Daniel posts, but you are just killing me, killing me, you know, or killing someone else. So social media is a play platform for. A lot of good stuff like you started off with, but it also has promoted hypocrisy. Mm. We need to agree on that. It has yeah, promoted hypocrisy because so less mentoring. Where how did Jesus mentor? Mm. He mentored by seeing and staying yes. and eating uh, with the people, Applying praying them. with yes. them, staying all night in prayer. Yes. That's mm. how he mentored Spending today. Night at people's house. In houses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. These days, social media. Yeah. Just if yeah. I you can even like what I said in one year, you are still my friend. <laughs> and you see where my birthday is. And yeah. You, you don't even know my birthday, but yes. Facebook reminds you that my that birthday is today. It's, I think birthday. it really creates like a false yeah. sense of intimacy. Yes. I want to read on yes. First John chapter one. I think it's very key. It says that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched. This we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared. We have seen it and testified to it. And we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the father and his son, Jesus Christ. This thing says seen and heard over and over again and even touched. So you may and believe. So you may believe, right. And I think, you know, we've become content with the level of quote unquote intimacy that social media gives us, but it's not true. I've even personally experienced people say like, oh my gosh, Sarah, are you okay? You're not posting on social media, something going on. I feel like I don't know you. And I'm like, we're not actually friends, but you thought we were friends because you like my post. I like your post. We message here and there, but I don't actually know you and you don't actually know me. You haven't actually seen me. You haven't heard me in person. And so actually, um, I actually pulled back from social media because I was becoming a place where when I enter, because I'm somebody that if I get into and uh, get engaged in a conversation, I want to follow it to the end. Right. Yeah. And usually if it's a controversial one, I don't stop. On yeah, me too. <laughs> I will pull my scripture. I will spend all night. I will follow yeah. up. And yeah. I noticed that people were using social media to pull me out into those kind of things. Mm. Yeah. So I, so, and, uh, and, and I noticed that people are not repenting because of the things that are, you know, being posted. People are not repenting. I mean, some people tell me they got born again by reading what people posted in social media. And that's fine. But mm-hmm. that does not match the 1,000 a day of the apostle, apostolic time you know, right. that we're sharing. So I pulled back so that I can, one, 
save my save time yeah. for myself <laughs> and yeah. to do a more meaningful work yes. of personal contact with people. Yes. You know, talking with people, visiting with people, chatting with people, um, rather than just dealing with enemies. Because sometimes you're surrounded by enemies yeah. in social media. And they are just looking to that, you know, people gossip in social media. And we are talking about what we see. What's of the direct messaging that people send to each other? Hmm. Terrible, terrible things that people share with each other. Yeah. That kill people's soul. People fight people directly in social media Mm -hmm. through this direct messaging. And then communicate secret things through these things that kill people's hearts. Mm. You, you see uh, uh, these rapists and uh, these people, uh, the, what do you call these guys that, that do children? That Pedophile. Pedophiles. Pedophilia. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they deal with children and they That's fake. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. fake their age. Yeah. yeah. And they are communicating until these children get lost. Yeah. You know, leave their parents and go chasing, you know, looking for this, this man somewhere. It's true. You know, so... Christians have to be warned yeah. about the dangers in this thing. And I think that's what we're here to do. Yeah. So, you know, what we want to, you know, conclude on is, okay, we recognize that social media is a great platform. Platform. It has transformed the way we communicate, yeah. the way we interact. And so as Christians, there's no denying that it's a powerful tool. So how can we as Christians use social media to advance God's kingdom? Mm. That's the question. I think I think one of the things that Uncle said was this. He said he actually used social media to connect with people to enter into their life directly. Right. He said that. I think that's one way. Like, I don't it's no way I went to Bowie State and I graduated from Bowie State. Praise God. So I don't know the new generation that's coming into Bowie State because I'm not there. Right. Mm-hmm. But I can see like for group me, for example. Yes. Group me is social media. Mm-hmm. I can see a name appear in the group me. And I said, Hey, you know what? I never seen this person. I never heard of this person. Who is this person? I can go into their DMS. Like uncle mentioned, I can go into their DMS and say, Hey, who are you? Do you know Jesus Christ is Lord? Do you know where you would go, where you would spend eternity, you know, and have that direct conversation. Of course, sometimes not go directly into it. Just say, Hey, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, have that genuine conversation. I think, they eventually say, hey, let's meet up on Bowie State campus. You know, how can I pray for you? I think that's one way intentionally doing that and consistently doing it. I think consistency is the key too. Mm. Um, intentionally and consistently saying, hey, you know what? Let me check on their well-being, not just their status or what they're doing today. Oh, what did they eat today? Because, you know, people post their food on, on social media, not just what you're eating. But how you doing, not how you doing physically, but how you doing spiritually. Yeah. I think that's the primary way we can use social media as a platform to advance the kingdom of God. Yes. And I want to add to it um, that social media can is useful to the extent that it, it helps us to come together for a physical meeting. Yeah. In other words, it's an advertisement platform. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we 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 have the Holy Ghost, but we can use social media. Say we are meeting in this place mm-hmm. because I believe that the elimination of physical meeting is the elimination of fellowship. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and if we don't have fellowship, we don't bring down the anointing, mm-hmm. the intense anointing that is needed for things to move. Yeah. yeah. To for the earth to shake and for Satan to bow. Mm. So that's that's one way using it for programs. Yes. Yeah. For me, I think of First Timothy four sixteen, which says, "Watch your life and your doctrine closely. Mm. Persevere in them, because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers." And you know, I lead high school students, and so many times, I mean, I can't even count so many times I've heard you know students come to me and say, "Sarah, I'm confused." Because I see so many different lives on social media, but I'm actually grateful that there are examples I can look to and see that, okay, there is someone that is still choosing to uphold the standard that I'm reading and learning about in the Bible. And so I would say, you know, watch your life, be intentional about what you post and don't post, what you share and don't share, what you speak on and what you're quiet about. Be intentional about it because the reality is people are looking, people are watching. And as anyone who is new in Christ trying to grow, we 
begin to take up after what we see. So be very intentional about what you're sharing or what you're posting. So what you're saying is live one life. Live one life. Live one yeah. life. If you walk into my living room in my house, the pictures you see on the wall show that I am a Christian. There's no reason the pictures I I put in my um page yeah. in my social media should be something that cannot be also yeah. in my house. Exactly. You understand? Live yeah. one life. Obey the same God. Follow the same Holy Spirit. Yeah. And then you'll find out that your message in social media will not contradict your message in real life. Exactly. I think that's one way. If we all can speak the same thing, irrespective of where we are speaking it, I think we will make more social media. Social uh, media will serve us as Christians and help yeah. us to build the kingdom of oh God. God. And then finally from me, if you don't know what to say when somebody posts something, don't go liking it. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the word to share, don't be a part of it. Yeah. You must not say something. Keep it moving. And be aware that what you are saying is either endorsing a lifestyle or discouraging a lifestyle. If you mm-hmm. say you like my, my, my suit, I can go and make another copy of that suit. Yeah. You understand? If, uh, if you like what I wear, what I said, I can say it again. But if you don't know, I am bold enough to say, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. And people don't like it when I say that. Yeah. Yeah. If I, but if you're not bold enough, do what? Just keep quiet. You don't yeah. have to make a comment. Yeah. yeah. You know, because that's how we're misleading people. Mm-hmm. They're saying that we like what they're posting. When, even oh, when they posted it, right. attempt yeah. to know who we like it and who yeah. don't like it. And it's okay to unfollow people. Yeah. It's very much oh, okay. Yeah. I know for me, as a woman, I... I'm not going to sit and look at naked women. I'm not going to do it. If your breasts are hanging out, I don't care if you're my cousin. Even, a, even as a woman? Even as a woman, because spirits don't care if you're a woman or a man. <laughs> they don't care. They really don't care. And for me, I am, I'm thinking about eternity when I'm saying all of this. I'm thinking about the fact that there's a heaven I desire to go to and a God that I'm desiring to know. So whether you're a woman, whether you're a man, whether you're my brother, whether we share blood, if what you're posting is causing me to stumble, I will unfollow you. And if it, if it leads to offense, I will, I would, I will more than happily explain it to you that what you're sharing is actually affecting me spiritually. And I know the Bible says that a mature Christian knows what is good and what is evil and turns away from what is evil. So don't be afraid to unfollow people. Don't, don't be afraid. Your spiritual life work, your spiritual life matters much more than seeing a picture on a timeline. Yeah. Can I up the ante a little bit? (laughs) Go ahead. It's okay to delete your social media. That's okay too. It's okay to delete it. I had to delete Instagram because if we go back off the scripture, right? Um, you know, first Corinthians chapter six, verse 12, it says, I have the right to do, I have the right to do anything you say, but not everything is beneficial. Yeah. Not everything is beneficial for me. You know, when I seen that social media wasn't being beneficial for me, but it was actually a detriment to me, mm-hmm. I said, you know what? No, I'm going to, I'm actually going to delete it. You know, I hear people, I hear people at Bowie State, I, Bowie State, and they say some of the crazy stuff like, yeah, I'm sat, uh, fasting from social media this week. Fasting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then like three weeks later, I'm fasting from social media again. We're like, okay, you just fasted two weeks ago, three weeks ago, bro. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, if you got to keep fasting from it. And even with that, the whole essence of fasting is to abstain from food, which you actually need to live. Yeah. You don't need social media to live. Imagine Moses saying, I'm going to the mountain to fast from Instagram. I will close my Bible. (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) What do you mean? You don't need social media to live. That just takes self-control, which is through the Holy Spirit. So I definitely, I definitely agree with you. Um, uh, We can just... I'll let everyone just go ahead and just share your closing remarks, whether it is a word of encouragement, whether it is advice, whether it's just a roundup of the topic or a scripture. Um, you can just go ahead and share that when it comes to this topic of Christians on social are media. Really, are we done? I thought we were just beginning. <laughs> That's the beginning. Maybe we should do a part two. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I am reading a book now that talks about, you know, deep walk. That's a book my son was reading and I took it from him. Deep walk. The other side of it is not even spiritual. What's the damage that social media has done to all of us, both Christians and non-Christians, because of the time we spend in it. We no longer do deep thinking on anything. We don't have time for deep thinking, deep reasoning. There's so much shallowness Mm. because we we, we don't spend time to think. 
anymore. So I believe that cutting off social media or minimizing the time we spend in social media will give us time to have to develop th- deep thinking, which is how you 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 grow your mind. That's mm. how you grow your academic life. That's how you grow your spirituality. The Bible says we should meditate. Yeah. We no longer have time to meditate deeply on anything mm-hmm. because we are fiddling with this thing. It's affecting our studies. Mm-hmm. It's affecting the way our relationships is affecting. We, 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 we become very impersonal in, 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 in our in relationship, yeah. in conversation with people. So casual in everything. So I, I just think that this this was not always there. Social media was not always there. I happened to know life before social media. Many young people that are just, that's all they know. But I knew life and I knew that inventions that happened in this world, the electricity we are using and all the inventions that are ha- happened, mm. happened with people that didn't have social media. Yeah. They, they spent time to think. Yes. And to invent. Yeah. You know, so the same way spiritually, we're not inventing anything anymore. We are not even following through with what we have already known, you know. So I, I just pray that the Holy Ghost will give us control. Amen. 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 Yeah, I think in conclusion for me, I think it's a thing of going back to the scripture and looking at the scripture. The Bible says in First Corinthians, I believe, chapter three, verse eighteen, it says, "Now looking, looking at the Word of God as a mirror, as a glass, moving from glory to glory." With unveiled faces, looking at the scripture, looking at God with unveiled faces, moving glory to glory and being transformed by the word of God. I think that's where we have to go back. That ancient landmark of saying, God, what are you saying to me? Mm. Not as not what society is saying, not what friends are saying, but God, what are you saying to me first? Yeah. You know, as I begin to be transformed by this, by this, by this work of the Holy Spirit that we always talk about. My life of duality, living for Christ one moment and not living for Christ the other moment fades away. Hmm. Light cannot be darkness at different moments of time. Light is light. You know, light is light and it overcomes darkness. So I think Christians have to go back to that ancient landmark of, okay, I am the light of the world. I am the salt of the world. And this is my purpose. This is my God-given purpose. And you know what? I'm not going to allow anyone to disteriate that message. Yeah. So I think that's what it is. Amen. Amen. I'm going to share mine, but I do want to say I agree with both of you. Um, you know, whatever we behold is what we become. Whatever yes. you fix your eyes on, you begin to become. That's a biblical that's concept. Because we look into the word of God, we become transformed into the image of God all yes. the more. When yeah. we're looking at other things, we begin to follow after the characteristics of those things. And what George is saying is true as well. Um, one thing I noticed is that attention span is really affected because yeah. social media really stimulates your brain. Yeah. And you get so used to wanting that stimulation so that it almost becomes a natural thing. And you can't, like someone who's so used to being stimulated by those things almost can't just sit still and read a book. Uh-uh. It has to either be a movie, it has to be Netflix, it yes. has to be this, it has to be that. Like if you had like a long car ride, let's say five hours, there's a time where during long car rides, we would look out the window, we would talk and chat, but now it's what movie are we putting on and what's the next movie? So really think about how is it even affecting my brain, my ability to focus, my ability to think. I think it's, I've noticed a change in myself that once Don't I stop- you see that people have an attention deficit? Yeah, no, the attention span is really effective. I've noticed it. Even in myself, I noticed it. Because in college, I would like, when I'm walking to and from class, I would start scrolling. If mm. I'm bored in class, I start scrolling. Mm. And I realized my attention span is being affected. Yeah. And I've noticed a change now that, I remember I had a five hour drive and I drove in silence just thinking. And it was the best thing ever. So that's another thing. But my closing remark is I just want to, I guess, give a word of encouragement because I know that there are many people out there who are going through real things that are very depressed, that are even very jealous and enemies of what they see. Maybe you're not married. You see all these posts about marriages and I sure be the next wedding. (laughs) Or, you know, maybe you're actually very, very sad, but you only see pictures of people who are happy and living their best life where they just got the next job, all these different things. And it really can begin to hurt you as a Christian and make you feel very isolated and cornered. But on the forefront, you're posting the best pictures, but in your room, you're very sad. You're crying yourself to sleep. I want to encourage you 
I want to encourage you to seek out the light that is in Christ because that light, when it shines upon your life, you will no longer be in darkness and you will receive freedom. So social media has you bound and you know when you're bound, you know when you're not flourishing in Christ, you just know. If that is you, I encourage you to just make up your mind to say no and to reach out to God. Amen. 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 So on that note, I'm just going to go ahead and pray. Um, Hallelujah. Father, we just want to say thank you, Lord. We discussed many things. We touched many areas. Um, but Father, you are the one that is able to water the word that was sown and bring increase. So God, we just pray, Lord, may this conversation yield fruit for all those who have heard, God, for those who notice that they're living a very dimorphic life, for those who notice that they're, you know, just have questions with their identity when it comes to social media, for those who are looking and becoming envious or, you know, they're just seeing that it's not pulling them more towards you, but it's instead pulling them away from you. I pray that we would make up our minds to put you first, God. And Father, for us who are designed to glorify you in our lives, I pray that we would use this tool of social media to advance our kingdom. May we not be mastered, Lord, by anything, because at the end of the day, all that matters is eternity and knowing you, Jesus. Help us, oh God. Really, really help us, Lord. We need help. Amen. We really need your help, God. Amen. We want to see the days where the Holy Spirit is moving in our midst. We want to see the days where brethren would happily gather for night vigils and prayer meetings and see the power of God manifest, Lord. We want to see that happen again. Father, help us, God, and set our hearts on your kingdom. Set our hearts, oh God, on your truth. Lord, deliver us, Lord, from vanity, from Amen. wanting to show ourselves and, and have our lives look a certain way, God. Let us go Amen. back to the final foundation of Christianity, of knowing Christ. Father, may not be that we have to advertise that we are Christians, but may others look at us and say, these people are different. Yes. These people are turning the world upside down. Oh, help us, oh God. Help us, Lord. We believe that you are able. Therefore, we have hope. We have hope, Lord. So we just say thank you and we bless you, God. In amen. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. amen and amen. Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you have a prayer point at all, please email us at intercession at BethelCampusFellowship.com. That is intercession at BethelCampusFellowship.com. We are happy to pray with you, to counsel you, to walk with you. We want to see you flourish in Christ. Amen. Hear you in the next episode. So God bless.